Jersey is the world. Hi everybody, Chris Gethard here. Welcome to another episode of New Jersey is the World, your weekly podcast focusing on New Jersey culture, history, food, nostalgia, ridiculousness, news, whatever. If it has to do with Jersey, we want to talk about it. We love this place. We grew up here by we, I mean me, and all my co-conspirators put together the various shows here. At New Jersey is the world. I want to thank everybody who enjoyed the Valentine's Day playlist episode. Very divisive on the Patreon. We always have a good time. The conversation's over there. And uh, people had some real issues with some of the songs that we picked. And I do just want to say, if you are on the Patreon, do yourself a favor. Check out that comments thread. Old friend of mine, Jay Insults, New Jersey punk rocker who I've known through the, you know, over the years, just have met so many times many mutual friends to the point where I think we always give each other a warm nod and hello when we see each other and, and we are friends now I would like to think Jay Insult had major issues especially with my contributions personally to the Valentine's Day playlist and Jay Insult who rarely comments on the Patreon if ever jumped in and gave perhaps the longest comment ever typed in New Jersey is the world history and it is well worth a read because Jay knows a lot more about music in general and Jersey music than I ever will. And broke down why many of my picks were wrong, why there were so many better picks out there, and also gave a stunning defense of Bonaduce and said Bonaduce was the hero of the show who didn't deserve me making so much fun of him throughout, which is fair. So thank you to Jay Insult for leaving the longest comment I've ever read, maybe in the history of the internet. And to everyone at the Patreon who discusses the episodes over at patreon.com slash New Jersey is the world. Today we've got another interview. Returning guest. I think this is this our first returning guest? Might be. Our old friend Jeremy Schneider, who you know, um, writes a lot of the culture and food writing over at nj.com. Uh, Jeremy appeared alongside his editor. Uh, Bobby Olivier, who you want to talk about people who know New Jersey music. If you're not reading Bobby's annual list of the New Jersey bands, you should know New Jersey musical artists that are on the on the up. You're missing out. It's one of the highlights of the ledger every year. And uh, that's not what we're talking about this year, though. Bobby and Jeremy spearheaded a project. It was really funny. It's a series of articles and videos where one by one they explained why New Jersey's better than every other state. And of course, this was something that I had to talk to them about. Uh, they culminated the project. I'm going to leave the link in the show descriptions. You can uh, read the, this epic. I love it. A lot of the stuff they have Jeremy do over there is just so dumb and so fun. Hey, you, go eat the one-pound mozzarella stick. Go eat Taco Bell for a month straight. Go make fun of every other state. Bait every other state into an internet fight. We talked about it. Which were the states that reacted most poorly? Were there any that had surprising sense of humor? Are there any states that you came to see as being kindred spirits to New Jersey? What's it like to basically use your outpost at New Jersey's biggest journalistic venue to intentionally be trolls to other states? And how does that create momentum for the outfit as a whole? I just want to say, too, um, Jer we talk about this. Jeremy and Bobby... They get to do a lot of the fun stuff at the Ledger. Obviously, P. Genovese, who's been on the show, who I'm a great admirer of as well. The food writing, the culture writing. Let's not forget, though, NJ.com, the Star Ledger, they still also do a lot of great local reporting, a lot of great investigative stuff. And I think a lot of the stuff that we laugh about and joke about with Jeremy in particular and his appearances on the show and today with Jeremy and Bobby... That stuff is the tip of the spear, and it gets you looking at NJ.com, and hopefully gets you sucked in and realizing that there's a lot of great stuff happening there. And uh, I've long felt lucky to have had the Star Ledger as my hometown paper my whole life. Anyway, enjoy this interview. It was a lot of fun. Go read the whole project. See why New Jersey's better than Kentucky and the Carolinas and the Dakotas and every other state you can think of. And enjoy this glimpse into what it was like to professionally be a troll to those other states. And, uh... Thanks so much, everybody. New Jersey is the world. Hello, my name is Chris Gethard, and I'm very happy to be your host here at New Jersey is the world. And as you know, 
I like to, I like a good interview along the way as part of this project. We do a lot of comedy stuff, and we'll talk about food and nostalgia and culture and all sorts of weird stuff. But the interviews really have become kind of a little bit of my focus, and they float my boat. And we have a returning guest. He's not alone. Uh, we've interviewed him in the past about his downright foolish effort to eat a one-pound mozzarella stick. Jeremy Schneider of EJ.com, the Star Ledger. How are you, Jeremy? I'm doing very well. Thank you for having us. It's a joy to have you back. And you and I, I want to just be full disclosure, because um, integrity matters in this business, right? Since <laughs> your last interview, you and I have eaten together at Top Steiner, which I was shocked to see has a champagne vending machine. <laughs> very very jersey right that was a a lovely meal i i think you and i both have complicated feelings about tops uh the diner aspect of tops but the food is terrific and it was a a lovely lovely meal it was great and great company i i had never been to tops before the renovation it was one of the big things that i missed and uh so i've only experienced the new tops but that's another conversation for another day now speaking of that i want to make sure everybody knows I'm about to introduce somebody who I think a lot of fans of this show are familiar with his work because every year there is a epic list in the ledger of New Jersey music, the best stuff to look out for as far as who's coming up in Jersey. And we've said it a million times on this show. Everyone we talk to who's doing something interesting and cool in New Jersey, whether this is restaurant owners, whether this is people with political goals, whether this is people from every stripe it seems like if you're doing something interesting and cool it connects back to the underground music scene in new jersey everyone seems to have roots there as far as these motivated people and i would argue there there are there might be some people who know as much about new jersey music as bobby olivier but there's not anybody who knows more i think that's fair to say we've all, we've all read your words over there and it's an honor to have you yeah chris thanks for having me and uh I am happy to hear that Jeremy had a nice meal with you, and I'm also flabbergasted that Jeremy is able to eat with anyone who has been on TV or has any sort of fame at all. Um, but I'm, I'm glad that you guys were able to invo uh, enjoy some champagne vending machine and Topps Diner, which is in East Newark, which is its own town, and it's not in Newark proper. Um, so that's my fun fact of the day. <laughs> I did not know about East. I was confused. I learned about Topps, read East mm -hmm. Newark found out that it's not even in Essex County, right? It's in Hudson County. Yeah. And I, I honestly almost uh, had an aneurysm <laughs> on the spot. I could not process all those pieces of information. And I thank you for saying that I'm famous on any level, but I would argue my career is definitely on a downturn. And I mean, if you just think of viral tweets alone, I think it's Jeremy is slumming it by hanging out. Just uh, his tweets, him, his opinions of people reading at bars. He's yeah, more famous know. than me at this point. Yeah, J Jeremy, I think, is definitely the for better or worse most famous person on this podcast at this very moment um and as, as his editor i happened to be on vacation when the whole twitter <laughs> thing happened and i came back and i was like i leave for one week and you break the whole internet <laughs> um so so yeah jeremy is definitely in, uh, famous bordering on infamous i would say indeed and if this just turns into us roasting jeremy yeah i don't mind that yeah, that's that's it. half of my job. Yeah. <laughs> We're coming up on the year anniversary of that tweet, and uh, some a, a big Instagram account, I think it was Thirty AF, reposted it. But they also posted very nice messages. This uh, this whole saga has turned into a. I just can't be seen in a book with it's seen in a bar with a book anymore because I'll get yelled at. Now, Jeremy, uh, I Bobby, I don't know if you heard it. Uh, Jeremy, your internet's fritzing out a little bit. So you froze yeah, up. yeah, but, you you froze up for a second, uh, but you're okay right now. And for anybody listening, and this is going to be a very funny thing because all our New Jersey fans who listen to the podcast know you as one of the food guys at the Ledger, primarily. Although you write about more than food, and you actually just wrote a fantastic article that Bobby, I bet you had a hand in your your article about the Ironbound. I've told you to your face, like tracking the shifting culture of the Ironbound through its current food status. It was beautiful, but we are referencing a tweet from last year where you said, "If if you go to a bar with a book, everyone hates you," and it went, it broke the internet. And there's probably people listening right now going, "That was fucking Jeremy." There's probably people who know that separately and just learned that you're one and the same. 
Sorry, uh, don't hate me. Uh, I, I occasionally will be at a wedding or an event or something, and like a friend who knows that about the whole saga will mention it, and then someone I just met goes, "Wait, that was you? I like you. What the hell? Why'd you tweet that?" So, uh, you know, and then you get the occasional person who's like, "You know what? You were right. You shouldn't have apologized." But for the record, I'm very happy I apologized. Uh, I learned a lot from the whole process. Um, and I, and I am more careful. It might not seem like it, uh, but I am more careful with what I tweet these days, uh, in the interest of not becoming the main character on Twitter again. Cause it's, it's not fun. It's not fun. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah, I've been there a few times myself. And I'm yeah. And I just, I just can't believe that we're, uh, we're still talking about this a year later. <laughs> like, like, it's, pre- it's pretty insane, but, uh, but yeah, I, I, I love, I love Jeremy and Jeremy does great work and, I think that what we're here to talk about today is definitely the best and worst of what we've ever done as journalists. <laughs> I want to talk about that. It's, it's a, a fantastic segue because, you know, you just said a lot more careful about what I tweet, but we are effectively here today to talk about a project you that was, I think, your brainchild, you two collectively, that effectively was an effort to just get in fights yeah, on the sure. internet with other states, correct? <laughs> oh, that, very much so, yeah. I mean, it was definitely, it was a year's worth and like, 49,000 words worth of shit posting um, <laughs> by by two New Jersey guys who were tired of taking the crap of everybody else. <laughs> so let's explain. Effectively, you put out a series of both articles and videos explaining why New Jersey is better than every other state, and you went state by state. Mm-hmm. You named names. That's effectively what we're speaking to today. Correct. Yeah. The, so the idea... Um, I think I came up with the idea as most good ideas happen. I was pretty, I'm pretty sure I was in the bathroom Um, (laughs) and I don't like, I don't know. We're always, you know, searching for that, that good sort of Jersey pride identity stories that we can do that, that makes sense to New Jersey people and nobody else. Cause that, that is our audience. Um, And I thought like, cause we've done like why New Jersey is better than New York or whatever. um, And did like tail the tape for like food and stuff. But I, I was like, what if we did every state, one one a week for the whole year, and it got so unhinged that by the end we're just saying why New Jersey is better than Hawaii, and trying to <laughs> and trying to convince people why New Jersey is better than like tropical paradises. And uh, we had a grand old time, and then at the very end we published all of them together, uh, and it equaled about five hundred and one reasons why New Jersey is the best state in America, <laughs> which should be a coffee table or at least a ba- a bathroom book. I think it's really epic. The articles are one thing, but also I do follow NJ.com on TikTok. And, and Jeremy, you have stepped in as the public face of this as well, basically giving the bullet points and reciting sections of these and inviting people to know you as the face of the guy calling them out one by one. Yeah, the uh, you know I, I think we were probably midway through the project or so when, when we started you know talking about making it a TikTok thing. And I, I hadn't really done any TikToks and I'm super active on social media, but TikTok is scary and, and I mean, young and hard. And I um, was trying, like, I was very excited about the prospect and it, it took me a while to get my bearings. But once I did, it got really fun. And, it, and, you know, doing like the white Jersey is better than New York, better than Pennsylvania, better than Connecticut. But the, I mean, the, the big ones that we did early on were, were very, very popular. And, uh, I occasionally would get people stopping, but here the guy on TikTok, why Jer- about talking about Jersey is better than everyone, right? And I was like, yeah. And uh, luckily, it's mostly well received, but I have people have stitched me on TikTok, responding specifically a guy from California, explaining wh- wh- how crazy I am for saying Jersey is better than Cali. And I mean, and it kind of, I mean, and Bobby can speak to this too. There were so many people. We get so many emails from people that weren't in on the bit that did it, or that or, or I thought it was completely serious and, and no sarcasm at all you know saying why new jersey is better than hawaii or whatever and be like you're ridiculous what are you talking about and it's like just just keep reading this is so silly and so fun and and it was bobby's brainchild and and uh it was um took on a life of its own it was truly it was an experience yeah it was definitely an experience and i i think my my humor especially my writing tends to be pretty dry so i think that if you're not like if you don't like jokes or comedy or senses of humor, I think that it can read as, as serious, but yeah, I mean, we went into it really just to tap into that sort of delusion that New Jersey is the, I think the one place in America where everyone here thinks that we are the best and everyone else thinks we are the worst. (laughs) Um, and you know, that every year the, you know, random, like 
marketing firms or whoever put out their random list of like the most hated states in America and New Jersey is almost always number one. We are always the butt of the joke. Um, so that this was sort of flip, flipping the script and, uh, you know, making North Dakota uh, answer for, for some stuff. <laughs> and Bobby, is part of the fun of being an editor that you can spearhead this idea, oversee it, and make someone else the public face of it? <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah. I think uh, being able to, to just hold Jeremy as like a human shield in front of me, um, it, it, especially on TikTok, which is very scary for people in their 30s like us. Um, yeah, it, it it's great to have to have Jeremy uh, take the brunt of it on TikTok, and I, I only get I only get some of the emails. <laughs> now, when people start reacting, I'd imagine that there's a lot of states that you put it out there and it doesn't move the needle. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to imagine when we're mentioning the Dakotas that people in South Dakota are not up in arms about an NJ.com article. Yeah, are there, oh, sorry, not to not to interrupt you, in. but yeah, but the. Uh, but ju- just to to that to that exact point, like you, like we were surprised with like, I think like New Jersey versus Alaska did great, like you know a ton, like a couple thousand people shared it, like it, it was like I and I don't, I there's no way it was just New Jersey people sharing that. Like I, I think somewhere in Alaska there was like a town that really we I think we had like a little little bit of a dust up about five thousand miles away <laughs> that we didn't know about. Um, but yeah, it really, it really was hit or miss. Like the, the, the ones right around here. Um, like I think what Jeremy, what was the one? Didn't, didn't we get the governor of Connecticut to tweet, to tweet about us? Yeah. I think so. Yeah. I think that was, that, that, um, Connecticut was a fun one. I mean, that, that's, that's an underrated rivalry. I feel, I mean, obviously Jersey versus New York is the big one, but Connecticut isn't far behind. I don't think. And, uh, I mean, Murphy and, and, uh, the governor of, of Connecticut having a relationship, Certainly, I think might might help the situation, but that that once the state once the state government got involved, we we knew we had we were doing something right. I was gonna say, I mean, I was gonna ask this any surprising feedback. It sounds like that was Alaska, and I was I was going to say, and I felt like I feel like one of the things we'll probably talk the most about today on this is the Jersey Connecticut rivalry. It's become real, and I'm not surprised to hear that you saw that one blow up the most because it almost feels like, in a sad way. Are New Jersey and Connecticut competing to see who's New York's true redheaded stepchild? <laughs> you know what I mean? Because if you're second on the list of the places New York shows love to, that's a real sad second place to be at. <laughs> already, you're competing for the runner-up trophy on that, right? Yeah. And, but we all know, man. Yeah, like, the yeah. Times shouts out Raza. That New Haven pizza is good. I've driven to get it. When I drive through that area, I'll stop and get it. I don't know if it's what everybody says it is. And I know that that was a big part of what you had to say, but that must piss people in Connecticut off fierce. Big time. They got mad. I, th- I think one of the most interesting things was, first of all, you talk about pizza. I, almost every, I mean, like as Bobby and I were compiling this, we would have like a weekly meeting where we'd be like, all right, we're doing Iowa today. Like, what do you got? What do you got? And and Bobby would usually cover, like he, Bobby was very good at finding weird state na- uh, uh, town names and I was really good at finding weird cuisine for the, and, and saying ours was better because that's just, you know, obviously New Jersey food is the best food. And almost every state had some weird variation on pizza. And a lot of times it was something I'd never heard of. And it made it really, really easy. Like, oh, yeah, like Nevada style pizza. Like, no, no one's ever had that. Like, stop saying just because you put your, your state name in front of a pizza doesn't make it a style. Uh, so that, that, that was that was surprising. And, and also the occasional email we'd get from someone saying, you made fun of my state. I loved this. This was funny. Like, good job. Like, and every, so every so often, like, all right, you got you got what we were doing here. And you, I mean, like, we like if you can't be a little self-deprecating, I mean, then what are we doing here? So it, it was uh, it was fun to see some people respond and actually be, be you know go along with it. Are there any states that when when you say there were some that were good natured that had that humorous response? Are there any states you gained respect for? Across, like, are we sitting here going like surprisingly? Arkansas got the joke and all the feedback from there. Like, are there any states that jump out as the ones you've gained a little kinship with based on the reaction? That's a good question. I think it, it was pretty sporadic. I mean, I, I I don't know if like one kind email from someone in Nevada makes make, makes us cool with all of Nevada. <laughs> um, but uh, I don't know. It's it's tough. Like, I, I think the, the, the response overall was definitely positive. I mean, we got emails from a lot of people saying, Hey, I read these every week. Um, 
you know, it's, it's been, it's been a fun ride. You guys are ridiculous, whatever, um, w- which is great. But, uh, we, we've, and we tried to keep some like running bits in there. Like, you know, we'd usually do, we'd usually do 10 reasons why, um, we were better than a given state. And number five would always be New Jersey has Bruce Springsteen and then Iowa has Slipknot or whatever. <laughs> um, right. Right. And uh, and then just make the comparison there, and and pretty much every state other than like California, it was pretty easy to to stack up Sinatra, S- Springsteen, Whitney Houston, uh, Bon Jovi against pretty much anyone, and at least make some sort of like you know cockamamie comparison that we are by far the best music state. <laughs> but then um, you wouldn't be afraid to say if, like uh, whether it was California or I guess Detroit. I mean M- Michigan because of Motown. Yeah. You you would Bobby would admit like all right if you guys have so and so so and so and so and so you guys got some pretty good music but we're Jersey we love Bruce better sorry yeah like we we always have the delusion to fall back on <laughs> <laughs> I think that could be the new state slogan it used to be New Jersey and you perfect together <laughs> New Jersey we always have the delusion to fall back on <laughs> that kind of yeah. sums up I mean the entire premise of this group of podcasts i i spearhead yeah of just this dogged devotion to the idea that jersey's awesome and maybe that's true maybe it isn't but god damn it will die on that sword that's, <laughs> oh yeah that's the whole state right there yeah i i will definitely die on that shark river hill <laughs> and uh but yeah i mean it it was definitely a good time and now we're, we're figuring out our next batch of uh funny like very new jersey specific uh content that like, like what your New Jersey, like, which would, here's a, here's a free podcast episode idea. What, what your New Jersey area code says about you. I've thought um, long and hard about this. Yeah. Because I, like, yeah, I, I think I could talk for hours. We yeah. Talk. I think, uh, <laughs> ju- I think, I think like the two Oh ones definitely have like an era of superiority about them. Oh yeah. Um, and then if you're getting into like, I think like a seven, three, two is like, or like a nine Oh eight is sort of like a, an every man. And then, but then like an eight, five, six is just like, you, you know, you, you just got your first phone. Who are those people? Yeah. Where do they yeah. live? <laughs> yeah. Like you, like your ringtone is like a muskrat sound. I see. I grew up in a part of the state that growing up was 201. And then after the split, we got switched to 973 in West mm. Orange. And that was a bummer. Yeah. That was a bummer. Yeah. That, that's a relegation for sure. Yeah. 973 is, is hit, is definitely hit or miss. Cause you, you have like some like posher 973 is like, like I think like Morristown is like nine seven three, but then yeah you you have uh yeah you have some uh some dodgy areas in the nine seven three. Oh, so you're looking at it as like a class war thing. <laughs> I mean, I was that, looking at it as more as because two hundred one is the original area code, right? Wasn't that the first area code in the nation? Was two hundred one, I believe. You maybe. That up. So when it got taken away, I was like, no, god damn it, we're North Jersey. We're <laughs> yeah. We have so little to hang on to here. Don't take it's that true. away from me. Yeah, and I think because I grew up in Jackson, and I think when I was little, I think like back when you didn't even have to put in the area code to dial a phone number. Um, I think that we were nine oh eight, and then we got seven three two. But I, I, I like seven three two. I think it rolls off the tongue. Seven three two is not bad. Yeah, and, uh, New Brunswick, right? Like this mm-hmm. st- starts to all uh, the area codes start to tie into the whole North Central South annoying debate. Oh yeah. Can, can I speak to a uh, tangent here? Yeah. Because there's something you might be able to verify for me that's never been verified on the podcast. So you mentioned you grew up in Jackson. Mm-hmm. Uh, two of my college roommates grew up in Jackson. Okay. And they have long made claims to me that a very popular high school activity in Jackson was that there were these off-road trails that if you grow up in Jackson, you know where they are. Mm-hmm. And they lead back to the fences of the safari and that you can go kind of torment the animals and or get high <laughs> and look at giraffes if you're a Jackson High School student. Um I cannot confirm nor deny that. I think, I think that uh, that's definitely a possibility. Jackson is huge. I'm pretty sure it's the third largest town in New Jersey by area. Um, you can be driving for a half hour and still be in Jackson. Uh, but that is definitely possible. There were definitely like back roads that like bumped up to like weird like missile silos and like because we're not that far from like the naval base, so like we like you could you could get into all sorts of weird hijinks, let alone all of like the haunted shit. Um, oh yeah, like and like and uh, like Gravity Hill, whatever, where you put the car in neutral and it goes up the hill backwards in reverse that it's supposed to. Um, 
Yeah, J- Jackson. Like, I think half of the weird New Jersey magazines are about Jackson. <laughs> Definitely. I mean, West Milford is the most represented. Weird. I worked at Weird New Jersey for okay. four years. So yeah. West Milford's the most represented. I think yeah. as far as when you get towards that Central Jersey zone, Jackson is absolutely the mm-hmm. grab. Has a lot of the gravity that the the rest of that area's bizarre stuff revolves around for sure. Yeah, totally. And the uh, and not just to finish off the tangent. Um, I think that I mean we did, have you guys done an episode on like the Tiger Lady in Jackson? Do you know? Do you know who that is? We haven't done a was? full episode, but I'm well aware of okay. the maniac who owned a bunch of tigers that got loose. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know. yeah the, there was that, and then then a uh, about ten or fifteen years ago, right when I started at the Ledger, uh, a, a baboon got out. <laughs> Um, and was like terrorizing Jackson. So yeah, every, we're, we're like once, once a generation, we're good for uh, like an, an escaped exotic animal. I love it. Yeah. I love it. So which one, it was a Connecticut where the feelings were most real. <laughs> um, was it Connecticut where you're like, honestly, I mean, I can say it, you guys have to maintain journalistic integrity where you're like, fuck Connecticut. No, we, we were, I think, well, Jer- I'll let Jeremy answer, but for me, it was Massachusetts for sure. Really? Yeah. How come? Cause Fuck them. Why? Because fuck them. That's why. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I mean, I, you know, as a, like a New York sports fan, I, I hate Boston sports, but, but just in general, I think that there's a lot of like similarities between like some parts of Massachusetts and New Jersey, but just like everything there is a little bit worse. Um, and like, I think that they're, that they're like townies are worse than our townies. And I think that our food is better than their food. And, uh, our whatever accent that they think that we have, I think is much more palatable than anything that comes out of their mouth. Um, so to anybody in Massachusetts listening to this, I'm sorry, but, uh, that's how I feel. That's my, I'm not, you're right. You're absolutely right. Is that, would you agree, Jeremy, with Massachusetts, the most real, or were you able I mean, to keep distance from all of them? Well, so for me, I mean, New York was probably the most satisfying just because, I mean, we do have that little brother, you know, feeling about them. And also, I mean, me focusing on food, there's such, I mean, that New Jersey, New York food debate is always raging. And and I recently wrote something about how New York is constantly trying to claim New Jersey restaurants as their own. So that was fun. Um, Connecticut, I mean, I I felt the most um, sincere and like, like, like I had the, the winningest argument because I've driven up to Connecticut for their pizza. And it's good, but it is not nearly as good as people make it out to be. And I think once you get outside of like New Haven, there's a lot of crap and nothing in, in Connecticut. Pennsylvania hit different because there. I mean, there is such a section of New Jersey. I mean, South Jersey specifically that I, I feel like identifies with Philadelphia. So I, I think there, I mean, like that was very controversial. There are a lot of people saying, like, "Hey, like." why are you talking shit about the Eagles? We're Eagles fans. And I was like, well, because we got two New Jersey football teams, even if they don't call themselves that. Uh, so that, that there was a lot of heat there. And interestingly for me, we, so I have a lot of family in the Midwest. My sister lives in Ohio. My aunt and uncle live in Illinois. And we did, the, we did this geographically. So I got to those sections <laughs> like, and like my friend, like, it was just like one week I was getting calls from message. Like, what the hell? Why are you talking shit about Ohio? And the next is my aunt like, hey, I saw what you said about Illinois, where you've come and spent plenty of nice time with us here. You really don't like it here. huh? And uh, <laughs> it's a bit, I'm sorry, but uh, this, I mean, every single one felt, I mean, like anytime we had a connection to it, I felt like it was especially fun. But then there would be random ones where we found out like a celebrity that we didn't like. It was actually, it was, happens to be from Montana or something or some terrible band that Bobby found is from, you know. <laughs> Arkansas. So every state had a different challenge, but I mean, uh, the, the close ones, I mean, Massachusetts, Connecticut, New York, those were close to our hearts physically yeah, and, and uh, journalistically. Yeah. And Chris, I'd love to know f- from you, cause I know you're, you're from West Orange. Like what is when, when people say tri-state area to you, what is the tri-state area? Are you a New York, Connecticut, New Jersey, or are you a New Jersey, Pennsylvania, New York? I, I can tell you that I was a, New York, Connecticut, Jersey guy who from a young age, before I'd ever heard this debate, was confused as to why Pennsylvania wasn't a part of it. Because my family also used to grow up, we would go camping at this very cheap campground in the Poconos. So I was aware, like from West Orange, you jump on 280, you jump on 80, you're in Pennsylvania, it's right there. So that connection was right there. But as far as as far as what I consider the tri-state area, to me, it's it's Connecticut people taking 
those trains down to Grand Central, and it's us taking our trains over to the far inferior Penn Station. I mean, oh, yeah. Dude, anything that – these Westchester and Connecticut people, the no fact idea. that they get Grand Central and they ever dare complain about a commute <laughs> – when we have to, when Penn Station is not even our worst option, like we got Port Authority too to deal with. Ooh. Yeah, these yeah. entitled fucks. I mean, Connecticut though, I will give credit because it's another small state with a lot of commuters that flood New York City and a lot of cities that people from the outside don't realize how much the cities struggle. So the two states also have that. I think our Achilles heels are very similar. Like I mm-hmm. think we see a little too much of ourselves in Connecticut. But then I think they try to act like fancy New Englanders in the face of that, whereas yeah. we kind of em- embrace our more trashy side and don't apologize for it. But Connecticut cities, I mean, a lot of those cities are as rough around the edges as Patterson, North Camden, Trenton, all our cities that have been trying to bounce back for so long. And they try to get all fancy in the face of it. And I, I, uh, I don't respect it. I don't respect it personally. Yeah, I don't, they have I, a town named Coscob. I've passed it on the highway. <laughs> I'd rather yeah. have like as far as most ridiculous town name, Hohokus smokes Coscob. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and, and I mean we have we have Buttsville. Yeah, um, which it's, it's hard to do Buttsville. And uh, and I think that I mean you just look at the 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 music like the music comparison. I mean New Jersey has Bruce Springsteen, like you know populist rocker, every man you know, fact, factory work songs. And then Connecticut has John Mayer. Um, so mm-hmm. enough said, right? That's that right there. Yeah. I have to ask too, cause another thing I've thought about, which is kind of the positive side of this, like you guys are, you know, we all know, baby, we need these clicks. And when you're, <laughs> and listen, here's part of why it's brilliant too, right? When you're at NJ.com, we all see the target audience is NJ. So to find a way through antagonism to say, no, let's suck in some clicks from the other 49 states that usually wouldn't think of NJ.com as their pretty brilliant marketing right there. For sure. Now, the positive <laughs> side of it, in talking about this, in researching this, were there, and you know, going back to the um, Half-Baked, like, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, you're cool, fuck you, see, the famous <laughs> scene from Half-Baked. Are there any states that you're like, ooh, it pains me to say it because this one's kind of a kindred spirit to New Jersey? Like, I know which state to me we would be friends with if they understood our commonalities. More. But I wonder if you two have a choice of like, actually, this state's pretty rad. You know, for for me, there there were a couple. Like, one, like I, I felt bad writing bad about Rhode Island because they're so small. <laughs> like, <laughs> like it, like it, I, I really felt like we were picking on Rhode Island, but then. Uh, I felt kind of bad about Arkansas because we learned, and the one the one cool thing was like even through like us just like writing the, writing these sort of silly stories, we did learn a lot about other about other states and like you know the people that actually live there. And like in Arkansas, like they have like tons of pride, like that like they're like the New Jersey of the South, I think, where wow. most people most people are like Arkansas, but then like the people there are like actually it's awesome here, and here's all the reasons why, and not just because like Walmart is based there, um, but. Yeah, there's a lot of Arkansas pride, and I respected that. Fascinating. And I've always had a weird affinity for Hot Springs, because it has a history as like a place of a lot of graft and illegal casinos and things like that. Yeah. So I'm not shocked. It, it does have an organized crime element that I think ties yeah. in with us. Interesting answer. Jeremy, any states that you go, here's a little bit of a New Jersey kindred spirit? Uh, I mean, it's not, I don't think it's as direct a comparison as what Bobby just said, but when we, when we wrote about Oregon, I was like, all right, this is a, an interesting place that has a lot of natural beauty, has some really cool cities, has some really cool food. People from Oregon are very, very proud of, of themselves. And, I, and as we're doing that one, I was like, man, I kind of want to go to Portland. Like this is, this, this sounds like it'd be a fun trip. Like why, are we, why, like, why, and I mean, that was towards the end of the of the to- I mean, we, we did ge- geographically that was towards the very, very end. And I mean, the West coast was fun because I mean, Cali, there's a lot to make fun of, even though it's very cool, but I was like, all right, like Oregon, like natural beauty, like good food cities, like maybe, I mean, like you're bigger than us, uh, definitely more wilderness than us just cause of that size. But like, I, I kind of like, I, I see a similar vibe here and, and making, fun. I mean, like I'm sure they didn't care because they're probably drinking 
expensive coffee and going to voodoo donuts or whatever. But, uh, <laughs> they, you know, I, I, that was, that was when I was like, you know, like we could, they, they could be our sister state across the country. Maybe even if, if they're bigger, I'll put out there, Ohio, back in my weird New Jersey days, when we expanded to weird us, I was still with the company. And I remember the cavalcade of stories we got from Ohio as far as weird New Jersey stuff, there's no other state. It's another small state. It's kind of in the shadow of Chicago for a lot of that half, you know, like it, the Midwest it kind of lives in the shadow of Chicago being this dominant city, even though, you know, it's not directly next door. You got a lot of smaller cities that have some industry that maybe burnt them out in the same way that happened to our cities. And then you have a lot of bored suburban kids. I mean, they have one story in Ohio called the Melon Heads which is a patch of woods where you go and there was a doctor that injected children in the head with water. And now these melon head creatures <laughs> sprint around the woods. I go, that's, I mean, you could put that right up there with Clinton road, <laughs> road, all of our, the devil's tree, the melon heads would be warmly welcomed here. Oh, for sure. In Jersey and Ohio, I felt like had some similar culture and, chip on its shoulder yeah i think that that's fair and i yeah i'm i'm okay with ohio being the new jersey of the midwest and and putting some of the melon heads like in, in like tabernacle or like the pine barren somewhere um what a good pine barren story How yeah we, i mean you two work at nj.com if there's anyone who could reverse engineer the melon heads into being in new York, <laughs> just stay there like down what some of those weird like red lion all these places in the pine barrens that you're like is yeah. that a real town let's just go ahead and say an article that they found a melon head body down there. Come on. I, I i think you i think you make a very good point with ohio and it's funny because ohio recently was a punchline on tiktok for some reason and i've spent a lot of time in ohio because my sister went to college there grad school there and lives there now and it's the kind of place that, like, I mean, I feel like it gets a, but like Jersey, a lot of Ohio gets a bad rap, and then you, and it got, is kind of a punchline, and then you get there and like, wait a minute, like, there's cool stuff to do here, like there, and like there's like this combination of, of pride and also like people knowing they're a punchline and kind of like kind of like I know, I know you're gonna say blah blah blah, but actually Columbus is a charming little town, and actually Cleveland has a really cool brewery scene, and actually Cincinnati is a dope place to party. So I mean, it's like. That similar like you're you're un, you're underrating us you're, you're judging us before you know us kind of thing which i think is so so core to what makes jersey jersey that i mean the the classic oh like what exit oh the the turnpike smells bad blah 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 man spend five minutes in new jersey in like a spot that isn't right by newark airport and you're going to realize how great we are and i think there's par parts of ohio that are similar i'll also say the rock and roll hall of fame i've been twice it's pretty incredible I think in our minds, a lot of us assume it's just like a hard rock cafe, but if they had just named it the Rock and Roll Museum, everyone would realize what it actually is, and it's it's great. It's pretty great to go walk around. Yeah, for sure. And uh, yeah, I have not been to Ohio in probably 25 years, but uh, if Jeremy will have me, maybe I'll come on one of his family trips or something. <laughs> you are absolutely invited. Though I will say Bobby had some interesting words about the rock and roll hall of fame when we did our, when we did the Ohio post. And I think they were very valid. It, I've been to the rock and roll hall of fame. It's very, very cool. The question is, I mean, and it's, it isn't just rock and roll stuff. I mean, there are like their hip hop acts or other, I mean, there's other musical genres represented, but then, so then you have like, you have like rappers and stuff in there, but you don't have like classic rock and roll acts that, that are in there. So it's like, what is the? I mean, maybe if you just like if you took Hall of Fame out of it, so it's, it doesn't feel like a competition, and just like yes. make it a museum. But the stuff there is phenomenal. I mean, you can spend hours just in like like I remember they had a Beatles exhibit that was incredible, and like all I mean, just the guitars and the memorabilia. Any any uh, New Jerseyan would would uh, would feel at home there. I feel like. And and also, I mean, you walk through a thing and you go, oh, I'm standing three feet away from Dee Dee Ramone's lyric book. Like that's just open to a page that's Didi Ramon's handwriting for when he wrote 53rd and third and it's two feet away from me. They also have a lot of cool Springsteen stuff too. You know, a lot yeah. of the outfit I'm with you. It's a little disjointed and a little bit, um, it's a little schizophrenic, right? It needs to decide exactly what it wants to be, but, but it's cool. I do have yeah. to ask another question. Cause I think you, you two are hard hitting journalists and I, so I need to put on my hard hitting journalist hat. How many of the 50 States have you each been to? Cause I'm doing shows in Montana tomorrow. That will make 46 for me. Oh man. Well, you got me beat. I've been to probably probably about half. I've, I've done yeah. 
most of, I think pretty much the whole like Eastern seaboard, most of the South, a lot of the Midwest, California, Nevada. Um, I haven't done a ton of the Northwest. Okay. Um, but I feel, and t- I've been to Texas. I, I feel pretty good about knowing what mo- most places are like. And again, I, I, that's the New Jersey superiority that you, that people think they know, <laughs> people think they know us and we say no, but then I, uh, we we think we know everybody else. More de- more more delusion. I was going to ask: Is this project? If you haven't been to all fifty states, when our biggest complaint about everyone else yeah. is that they've never been here and they have all these fucking opinions, is this project not at its core inherently hypocritical in a way that's extremely New Jersey? Oh, deeply. It's it it is a deeply flawed, uh, completely arbitrary. A ridiculous project that that took us about a half hour a week to do, and <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, and here and here we are talking about it. But but Chris, I will I will say p- part of uh, sort of to your credit, we by the end of it we were sort of and like our like the higher up editors who. God bless him. Praise <laughs> it. Um, like we were calling it like New Jersey versus the world sort of Good. off of uh, your podcast name, but never, never officially because we don't want any uh, infringement lawsuits. Uh, or anything. I'm a, yeah. I'm a subscriber. Mm-hmm. I get behind the paywall. I've yeah. told this to Jeremy. I mean, between yeah. just, just the Pete and Jeremy, I mean, and now you've expanded mm-hmm. the team, so I can't call it Pete and Jeremy as much mm-hmm. anymore. I want to show respect for the new crop of writers that's been helping with the food coverage. But in my mind, that's the shorthand. Just the Pete and Jeremy stuff mm-hmm. is worth that paywall. Doesn't change the fact that I would have sued you to the goddamn moon. Because <laughs> Lord knows we don't make any money on this thing. So I got to <laughs> find those bucks. Um, I really love it. I really love it. I will yeah. Have, yeah, tomorrow marks Montana. That's my 46th state. Wow. I'm aiming for all 50. And at that point, I feel like I can accurately judge everybody else. Where, where are you going to Montana? I'm going to, I'm doing shows in Bozeman and Missoula. Very nice. nice. Montana is my, I mean, Montana, Wyoming are the two most obscure states I've been to. I've probably been to about a little more than half. Probably I missed some of the Midwest, but I've been out in a, I mean, I, I drove through Wyoming to get to a wedding in Montana in, I think in Red Lodge. And I've heard it was, you know, they say the whole big sky thing out in Montana. The Sky is really big there. It's uh, it's it's a uh, it's an experience. I'll be very curious for your thoughts. That's the areas you're going. I've heard good things about. Yeah. See, and the, the New Jersey and me, like my New Jersey brand, immediately is like, well, we got we got sky too. Like, like, not, like, how big can their sky be that it's not bigger that like uh, that it's bigger than our sky? Like, like, our, like, go out to Hunterdon County. Here. Go look at the sky in Hunterdon County. You yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, like sky. Look, you ever been to Mercer County? Yeah. Go to go to South Jersey. It's all flat. The sky's huge. I will ask something that I have to imagine for everybody in journalism. And I don't know why I'm bringing up the something that could be a potential sore spot, but as you said, you're joking around, you're going, we probably spent half an hour a week on this. I have to, and, and only because I do deeply care about, you know, I think journalism's been getting a squeeze economically past handful of decades. It's, it's a well-known thing. And being in a state that is overshadowed by Philly and New York, I know there's also a lot of national agencies that don't have New Jersey boroughs, right? They're sending people over from the cities as needed. And that can help fuel some of the political corruption here. And that can help feel, you know, there are things that maybe there aren't as many eyes on them as, as when journalism had more funding. And I just want to say too, again, if you are a listener of ours, I would say that economically, I know not everybody's got extra cash to spend, but if it's a matter of having uh, Disney and Hulu and uh, Paramount Plus and Peacock or three of those and a subscription to NJ.com, I would say you'll be entertained. You'll get a lot of content you love and you're doing the right thing supporting local journalism that's homegrown from our state. But I do have to ask when you're when you're putting half an hour a week into going, well, how can we slam the shit out of Washington State this week? (laughs) And that gets a ton of clicks. And then there's other things that's coming out of NJ.com that you guys are going, this is really important. And it's not getting as many clicks as us shitting on another state. <laughs> I have to imagine there's both some joy in the fun of this and some frustration at that side of things. I wonder if you ran into that at all. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's something that we deal with, with like as digital journalists, I mean, 
all the time because because the the blessing and the curse of you know the newspaper era was you you put something in print you know and you know it prints three hundred thousand times and you hope that three hundred thousand people read it and you really have no idea how many people people actually do and now we know exactly how many people are clicking on it and not only how how many people are clicking but how long they're looking at it oh, um, wow. if you want to get depressed go go down that rabbit hole but but to answer your question. Um, you know, we know that it, it's it ebbs and flows, and the, and that you know, the the low lift, high reward things like, you know, uh, like like something like this, or, or just like a quick hit of you know, travel and leisure names, uh, Cape May, one of the nicest towns in America, and that takes us ten minutes to write up, and and a hundred thousand people look at it. You know that 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 you know, that offsets the, the project that takes two or three months and only 10,000 people look at it. And, but, but luckily for us, I mean, that is definitely not the only thing we use to measure success. Um, and, you know, we, we care about, you know, the dissemination of good information and accurate information and watchdog journalism and all that stuff. And yeah, and I know that we're talking here, you know, shit talking Ohio and everything, but, you know, most of our day is, is spent doing like things that actually impact, you know, our state and it's, very rewarding and satisfying and infuriating and difficult and fun and easy and all of the things at once. Um, and I don't think we could imagine doing anything else. <laughs> and again, just for all our listeners, I'll say it's not that expensive. And again, I'm all for it. Like you guys were just a part of ranking the 25 best meatballs in New Jersey. And I can't <laughs> tell you how much I can like legitimately that comes out. I stop the rest of what I'm doing and I read the whole list. I'm a vegetarian. I don't even eat <laughs> Like I genuinely care. But then I will also say what happens is then once you once you do it, what I find is once I subscribe, they go, and now I'm going less, and not to talk bad about other organizations, but I'm going CNN.com. That's not catered to me. NJ.com, I'm already paying for it. And then we all start keeping a little bit more tab on what George Norcross is up to. And we start keeping a little bit more tab on what, Murphy has promised and isn't coming through on and this, and I like governor Murphy. He's been a friend to the show, but it's feet get held to the higher by NJ.com a lot more than maybe the New York outlets, the Philly outlets. So I would just say NJ.com has a real spirit of fun. It has a real spirit of forward thinking and the stuff that grabs you. There's also so much great stuff. I mentioned Jeremy's Ironbound article, which is I think a real achievement of recent times. I'll tell you this. I'm a little bit of a, a nerd for long form journalism and if anybody in Jersey, this is going back many years, there's a multi-part series on a scallop boat that sank off the, and it won a bunch of awards. And that was something that you guys did too. That is just one of the most gripping things you, I don't it's like journalism or not, it's as gripping as any book, as any screenplay. Great, great stuff comes out of NJ.com. And I, I do just want to point out in, in the course of discussing one of the things that's lighter and fun that you don't spend much time on. I also want to say it's a beautiful entryway into remembering that that newsroom is doing a ton of great stuff year round every year and it's worth supporting all of it. Thank you for saying all of that, man. Yeah. That, yeah. Chris, thank you so much. And yeah. And thank you for mentioning the, uh, yeah, the, the, re the wreck of the lady Mary was the oh, scallop brilliant. and, and that, and that one, that won the uh, Pulitzer, um, and, which, which was amazing for us. And, uh, were you working at the paper at the time, Bob? I, I had just come on. Um, and I, I wasn't there. I think I was finishing my senior year when they had the, that, when that award landed and then they had the big party with the champagne in the newsroom and everything. Um, it, it is, it is, it's one of the best things I've ever read and it's from our home state paper. Everybody should go read it. Yeah. And, and yeah, th again, thank you. And yeah, we are really trying our best and our whole, our whole staff of, uh, you know, covering New Jersey from, you know, the tip of Cape May all the way up to, you know, high, high point park and everything in between. And, uh, yeah. And if, and if anybody has story ideas or, or uh, you know, the food, food things they want, they want written, uh, reach out to me or Jeremy. Always and listening. Always listening. <laughs> I got to say too, every few years we go through a phase where all of a sudden people decide Jersey's cool again. Whether it's The Sopranos or whether it's some musician pops out for a while and people start to realize, oh, Jersey's the shit again, right? Whether it's like the New Brunswick basement scene makes things hot for a few years. Yep. I'm going to go ahead and say it. I think the combined efforts of your guys' particular wing of doing the this sort of uh, more that pop culture blended with culture, writing at NJ.com, blended with 
the NJ Twitter account that blew up is bringing us into a stretch where Jersey feels really fucking cool again. And I think you guys are a real big piece of that puzzle. So thank you. I'm well, behalf of all of us. Thank you. Thank you, man. We're, we're trying to keep New Jersey a little bit cool. We were, I guess we were, <laughs> we were, we were through being cool as saves the day said. And then, uh, and now we're back to being cool again. And I, and I couldn't be happier about it. <laughs> It's, uh, it's, it's a lot of fun. And, uh, I mean, that's very kind of you to say, and you know, it's, it's, and it's, I mean, we have the, the opportunity to do it because people, people care about the state that much because there is a podcast called New Jersey is the world because there is such, you know, such pride in the state, whether it's driven by that inferiority complex, uh, that has, you know, kind of spurred our project or if it's just, you know, people living and like, Hey, this place is beautiful and has really good food. And it's close to the city, but it's not right in the city, and that's nice. So I mean, it's uh, we have a lot to we have our work cut out for us. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, and 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 Chris, just my my last thing, just to uh, embarrass you for a second. A lot of my friends listen to this podcast, and they were excited to hear that I was going to be on it. And uh, you know, people are definitely paying attention to what you and your uh, uh, Jersey constituents are doing, <laughs> and uh, and I think you are a big part of making New Jersey cool again too. I'm so we're, we're doing it together, fight. man. Listen, there's not, there's not a ton of people who listen to New Jersey's the world, but the people who listen to it love it. And I've noticed the Jersey tastemakers are all on board. So we're all, I think collectively, there is a real mm-hmm. network building. And again, you got, we all know the music we listen to, growing up with WFMU as this hub, the different cities that have music scenes that connect us all. It really feels like it's connecting. And I think Jersey is a... Uh, somebody whether it's a musician a restaurant uh, there's 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 a knockout punch that's about to be thrown from this state that's going to put the world on its ass we can all feel it we got a new sopranos coming in the next couple of years i can feel it (laughs) maybe it's i mean the front bottoms have already kind of thrown that but there anyway who knows who knows who knows knows yeah yeah man we uh we cannot wait (laughs) thank you for listening to this presentation of new jersey is the world New Jersey is the world is Chris Gethard, Nikki Bonaduce, Don Finelli, Andrea Quinn, Carson Kopp, and Mike D. New Jersey is the world is produced and edited by Carson Kopp, Mike D, and Andrea Quinn. You can find us online at New Jersey is the world and on Instagram at New Jersey is the world. Also, please feel free to reach out and leave us a voicemail by contacting the home office of New Jersey is the World at 973-780-4660 in regards to anything show or New Jersey related. Please subscribe and listen to more episodes of New Jersey is the World on your favorite podcast service. If you're looking to join our extremely opinionated and Jersey-ish community, head on over to Patreon.com and search for New Jersey is the World. We have merch, which you can find at BelowTheCollar.com after searching for Chris Gethard. Once again, thank you for listening to this presentation of New Jersey is the World. New Jersey is the World, where New Jersey is the World.